moon has risen. It is time to tell stories of the strange and sometimes terrifying. A black cat brings us a true story. A vampire bat bites into a tall tail. An owl flies in a story from other worlds. Greetings. Welcome to Blood Moon Podcast. I'm your Blood Moon host, Andrew Carey. If you have a strange story or terrifying tale you want brought to life, please make your submission at bloodmoonpodcast.com. Now, turn up the sound and turn off the lights. Our animal totems have stories to tell. A vampire bat bites into a spooky tall tale by an anonymous author. It is called... The Rocking Horse. One night, when I was maybe ten or twelve, I had trouble falling asleep. My bedroom was the entire top floor of our house, with my bed and such being on the left side, and storage closets and a play area being on the right. I was lying in bed when I heard a noise from the other side of the room, and I see a rocking horse begin to rock. It was sitting just outside one of the storage closet doors. It proceeded to rock its way halfway across the room and stopped dead under the ceiling light. At this point, I was freaking out and just buried my head under my blankets and never peeked out again until morning. It was all confirmed not to be a dream as the rocking horse was still in the middle of my room when I woke up. Furthermore, I got a stern reprimand from my parents for being up out of my bed, playing with my toys well past my bedtime. Their bedroom was directly below the play area and had heard the creaking of the rocking horse shuffling 
across the room. such a story called A New Message. Two thousand five was a difficult year for Andrea and her family. Her father John passed away the previous month after a long battle with cancer. A month after his passing, Andrea and her mother Claire purchased a new answering machine. The answering machine was digital, so the expectation was that it would record without problems. The day after buying the new gizmo. Andrea and Claire came home to find their first message. Andrea pressed play. You have one new message. Static blared through the speaker. Finally, a voice said, I love you. Andrea and her mother recognized the voice. It was the voice of John. Another voice, however unrecognizable, broke over the static. Andrea and Claire were stunned. Andrea checked the phone number, and it came up as unknown. How was this possible? Later that day, Andrea asked her brothers to come over to listen to the message. She did not give them any indication as to who she believed left the message. Both brothers, Andy and John, listened to the message. shocked. It was the voice of their father. On another day, Andy received an instant message from his brother, John. It read, The lightning is beautiful here. Confused by the cryptic statement, Andy called John, but his brother claimed that he never sent the I.M., when Andy attempted to take a picture of the IM, it disappeared. He wondered if the IM was from his father John and not his brother.
Indy also began to hear footsteps, which sounded like marching soldiers, in his home. He began to ponder if he brought home some visitors after a recent trip to Gettysburg. Eventually, the curious activity ceased. At some point, the anomalous voicemail was lost. Episode 11, we told a fantastic account of remote viewer Lynn Buchanan. The Owl returns with an incredible yarn about Buchanan's job offer prior to joining the military. He was asked, want to be a saucer pilot? Prior to being a military intelligence officer and a remote viewer, Lynn Buchanan was studying to become a Methodist pastor. During that time, he was living near Huntsville, Texas, and then he was assigned to another church. On the last night in the old home, Buchanan stayed behind to finish packing while his family settled in their new home. Around two in the morning, the young pastor made a makeshift bed on the floor and proceeded to lie down. A noise emanating from above the house broke the silence. Disturbed from rest, Buchanan tried to get up but he couldn't move. Suddenly, he heard people outside creeping along the perimeter of the house. Again, he strained to move, but he was pinned to the floor as the intruders approached the front window. Buchanan found himself standing in the living room. It was morning. Confused and somewhat dazed, Buchanan suddenly remembered that he had to finish packing. Over time, he developed a compulsion to check on his house whenever he left, 
as though he left something behind, or that something was lost. On one occasion, his wife joked, Have you ever checked the backyard? Memories flooded his mind. He remembered the people at his house, then being aboard a flying ship. Seated next to him was a frightened old lady. There were 15 people seated and a large window. A tall individual walked into the room. Can I sit by the window? Buchanan asked. The question startled the man to the point of making him run out of the room. Then he returned with a smaller being. Buchanan noticed that this being had strange eyes, but he also had the impression that it was the pilot. The little being allowed Buchanan to move to a seat near the window. It is time for the long trip, said the being. Buchanan watched the being operate the ship with an unusual control panel. Can I try flying the ship? The being lifted his hand and said, No, your hands are too small. Buchanan raised his arm and pressed his hand to the being's hand. They were similar in size, and Buchanan was allowed to sit at the console until it was time to land the ship. After getting off the craft, Buchanan saw two more saucers parked on the ground. A group of people were getting off one ship, and another group were getting onto the other. The sun was dim and a different color. However, it was warm and humid. Buchanan then realized he was not on Earth. The human passengers were lined up and escorted to a pavilion-like complex atop a nearby hill. Buchanan was pulled aside by the small pilot. Roars of laughter emanated from the pavilion. (laughs) Suddenly, something changed. A woman was screaming horrifically while the others laughed. Then she began laughing, and another person began screaming. (laughs) The last memory Buchanan had was the pilot introducing him to another being. He knew they had a conversation, but the details were lost. Needing to learn more, Buchanan sought out a hypnotherapist. He discovered that the second being offered him a job. The beings wanted him to be a saucer pilot, however there was a stipulation. He could not bring his family. Buchanan declined the offer, but remarked that it had been a fascinating experience. The pilot told Buchanan, You won't remember any of it. Even after the recall, Buchanan had his doubts about the veracity of his experiences. That was until years later, 
when he met two agents at the DIA headquarters. They questioned him about his abduction experience. When Buchanan spoke of the ship's control console, one of the agents made a remark that indicated that they had one in their possession. Years later, while on a private military tour about air disasters, Buchanan spotted a control panel similar to the one on the ship. He turned to an officer and said, That's from a flying saucer. The officer replied, It's reported to be. The Blood Moon is Setting This episode was written and researched by Andrew Carey. Sources for this episode can be found in the show's notes as well as bloodmoonpodcast.com. Music and sound effects by Blood Moon Podcast. Other sound effects from freesound.org. Thank you for listening.